0: I'm very, very excited to announce to, today that um, I'm here in the More and More Cafe in Fremantle with Rod Cullerton, Ben Tilbury and Andrew Gleeson. Gentlemen, welcome to the 8 News Show. Thanks, mate. How Thank exciting. Um, okay, well, I guess we'll, we're going to keep this as a, a bit of a general chat, but what I'd really like to talk about is the event that we're all at last night together. What a fantastic uh, spectacle. Rod, that was... Uh,
1: well, it was very humbling uh, to have a standing ovation before the, uh, the speech. But uh, I'll ask you what you thought.
0: Well, you know what I thought? Let's just talk about the tick parties and um, the CADCO parties. Uh, for I mean, I know that every one of those people is just like me, uh, rose up to the calling and they've jumped in and decided to run for their seats. So what I really thought was that what a great training, Uh, what's, uh, you know, some really, really good experience for those people and I know that you certainly kept that experience uh, going all night and um, unfortunately, as I was saying a little earlier, uh, I was stuck in the back room doing a podcast so every chance I got I was was sticking my head out to see what was going on because I could hear in the background there was all sorts of cheering and everything and all I could think was what a fantastic event for the freedom parties
1: mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so some freedom
0: parties. some freedom parties, well, you certainly schooled a, a few of them, Rod.
2: <laughs> yeah look, it was a fantastic event last night. great turnout. It's just disappointing that we don't have more parties coming on board under you know the, the tech freedom movement or the K-Co Alliance.:
3: Yes. Um, ben, what did you think? Mate, uh, like I, I said last night, it was an exceptional event. The, uh, the support that we're getting from the community, the support from everyone there, it was a, a sold-out event. It was organised with minimal time. There was only three weeks from its conception to the event date, mm. and it sold out well before the event. Uh, the support we, we're getting, uh, you know, like I'm out here uh, campaigning in Fremantle, And uh, four out of five people that we're speaking to are either already – they either already know who we are and they're supporting us or they're open and receptive to supporting us because if nothing changes, nothing changes. And we are in the midst of a perfect storm right now of people hurting and we're all solution-based, solution-oriented and we are the solution – Know, to fixing uh, the problems in Parliament.
0: Main, I don't think it'd be too far to go um, when I say that I, I reckon that eighty five percent of Australians are sick to death of the majors. Absolutely, and uh, the best thing that could happen for us is to get rid of all them. Absolutely, that that uh, that trash. Yep, that, that lying trash.
3: That they've got to go and. Uh the vast majority, the absolute vast majority of the people in the population is recognising that now. And they're not just recognising that it's the big two, they're recognising that it's the big five, it's like the banks. Yep, the big five have got to go. Yeah, so the Australian
1: Government has to go. And we must have a Commonwealth Parliament. That's what it is. And if we do not uh, come back under our constitution, how may you create a parliament? You can't. So that's the whole nonsense. So let's get rid of the nonsense, let's take the major scheme away and let's give the authority back to the people and that's to come back under the Commonwealth.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, As I was saying a little earlier, uh, I got to the point where I was so disenchanted with Australian politics, having been following it very closely for most of my life, that I started just thinking there's no point in following Australian politics where dictated by what's going on in the the wider world and and I just started looking at um, the geopolitical scene and I spent probably 14 odd years just concentrating on that and now this monumental event has occurred in the world, this gigantic government overreach, this experiment on the masses and I was awakened Um, and to say that I never would have expected to be here right now is 100% true. So um. Wow. Where do we go from here, gentlemen? Are we going to talk about some policies or is it... Where would you like to go?
2: Uh, just the first thing I'd like to comment. The reason we're in this mess is because Australian people haven't been involved in politics. <laughs> Simple as that. We've been asleep for too long. We've had our head in the sand. There's she'll be right, mate, attitude. This is why we're in this mess we are today.
0: Absolutely, mate. I'll tell you what. Um, I say this to a lot of people... The Australians are really only interested in who's going to win the football on the weekend. Oh, um, because, Discussion right. is generally around who kicked the football best. Yep. Uh, shocking stuff. And um, as a fly-in, fly-out worker prior to this um, time, I used to really enjoy getting into taxis and speaking to uh, f- uh, foreigners uh, because I was so politically aware They'd been through the experience and I always had the most interesting conversations with the cab drivers or the Uber drivers. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And what a gauge. For well, what a at. gauge
1: and um, what about uh, Buddy Franklin's thousandth goal <laughs> and uh, could you see all the security stop the force of the Australian people when, that, uh, when the ball went through the pins? It didn't happen and that's, mm. that's what Australia needs to know. Mm. Um, we, are, we are powerful as a nation and uh, you know, these are the things, you know, everyone's a little bit hesitant and, and we've, you know, I was the same, I, I have been a farmer, I put my trust in the National Party, I mean the National Party are a lapdog for the Liberals, they've done absolutely nothing, I mean, I mean we have Rick Wilson uh, down in our area and there's no true, the, the message coming out of there is we need to give Rick the flick they do absolutely nothing <laughs> uh, and, and what we're about, Great Australian Party, is playing a good game of footy and putting it on and making politics real, uh, making it raw and bringing the people with us so they know that they are a major part, that the people are the authority in this country uh, and uh, only if they come back under their, their rule of law and if they don't, if they choose to be off into this nonsense, well that's when you'll just achieve nothing, so you know, we, we're prepared to run a footy team out on the footy oval. I know the majors run a netball team out on an <laughs> AFL oval and, and try to say that you don't kick the ball, you handball it or you throw it. But um, we're just bringing back the real origin game of, a, of the Commonwealth uh, Parliament and that's to have real Commonwealth politics and Commonwealth
0: parliamentarians. Rod, I have this same conversation with a lot of people uh, we, we talk about the things that are wrong in the world and um, people say to me, yes, Andrew, but what can you do? And I say, well, the people are the power. You say no. Oh, come on. There's no way you can do that sort of thing. You know, uh, The self-defeatist attitude that the Aussie population have is quite shocking. What, gentlemen, why did we get to this position? How did we get to this position?
3: Well, uh, look... Uh Part of the problem is that uh, for me, for an example, when I was uh, plastering and working in construction, it was always, why hasn't someone done, about, done something about yes. this? You know, you've got to reach that point in your own life when you realize, hang on, I am someone. Mm. I can do something about this. Mm. You know, and I went through, uh, you know, through my own unique education, uh, hands-on experience with law. I, I want to get into that with you a little later on, mate. Yeah, yeah no, that's fine. It's, it's mm. you know, a bit of a laugh and it's quite intriguing now. Mm. It hurt a bit more at the time, but, you know, time and, uh, um, well, time and pain equals humour. But, uh, but, yeah, you know, so I reached that point where I was like, one day I was like, I'm in, I'm in a great place. I am someone. I can stand up. And I, I reached out to Rod and said, hey, mate, if you want someone to run, my hand's up. Like, Fantastic. let's do mate, this.
0: Mate, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's, there's never been a truer word. Absolutely. Andrew.
2: Look, there's, there's too many of these, uh, let's say, career politicians out there in the system. You know, yep. they, they turn up, they uh, fill a seat in parliament. And don't do anything else. Uh,
1: uh, uh, don't speak about Clive Palmer, please.
0: <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I the, I've had a, a, a quite a few very very interesting events over the last couple of months. Yep. Uh, I've you know been sticking cameras right in copper's faces and all sorts of stuff. Mm, so have I, mate. Um, I had a run. Uh, let's just say I had a run in with Ken White. White. Uh, So I thought I'm going to do a little bit of research on this guy and I went over to his website and within under five minutes I had the realisation that this bloke in his entire tenure has achieved nothing. He's done nothing. So I started making some phone calls. I phoned some of the Indigenous people that I know and said, "What what has he ever done for you? And they just laughed at me. He's like, absolutely nothing. In fact, he's stolen from us. So I rang lots of other people and without a hesitation, everyone said, eh, nothing. Yep. Yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, that's about right. Nothing. Mm. And I thought, damn, that's a common story. Um, but where you... What,
1: what, what, what does that say about the party?
0: Oh, Liberal uh, Party. What's,
1: uh, that, what's that say about the party?
0: Well, to me, it says that you, you, you're, a, uh, you know, you're a politician who has no power. You have to follow party line?
1: Exactly the point I keep making. Mm. They have no power under an Australian government. They Mm. must be under a Commonwealth Parliament. It's got to be a Commonwealth um, Parliament of Australia. That is the authority. That is the Westminster system. While they're outside of that, they just go nowhere. And I I made that point very clear last night. I said, as a farmer, I'm very well versed on jurisdiction and boundary fences. I can tell you right now... You go and say the next-door neighbour's paddock, don't expect to put your header in there at harvest time. Mm.
2: Yeah. Exactly right. It's all about jurisdiction, isn't it? Yeah, and mate. The Australian government at the moment, they have none.
1: They have no jurisdiction, no, no power, no prerogative power. Nothing, nothing links that to, uh, to any manual that I've ever witnessed while I was a senator <laughs> in exile in an Australian government. And it, in the very first page of the, the Odger's manual says... Um, you know, like I said, reiterate, a House of Reps represent you, the Senators uh, defend you, but you can't defend unless you're under the law. And that's what the whole purpose of a, a Senator... That's why people elect Senators, you know, 12 out of every state and two out of every territory, is to make sure that the uh, laws of the Commonwealth are upheld. And I can tell you right now, I make, don't make the statement. The law makes a statement. We have a pretending Premier in Western Australia... They're trying to claim all these mandates, but they cannot override our constitutional guarantees. Now, that's a fact. I'm only talking as a former federal senator. Yep. Um, and, uh, I, you know, they don't come out and challenge me on that So because they can't. So we have to do what the people have chosen us to do. And that is how our Westminster system works. But it all starts uh, with the election writ. If the election writ's devoid of Her Majesty's assent, well, then you're putting the match in the grass that's... Uh, not in within jurisdiction, So that, that's really where it all starts. You're contracting
0: to an Australian law. And um, is this why we've now ended up in a situation where the contest of ideas is no longer good enough, uh, censorship is rife? It, it, I mean, how, how do we get to this, pl- this place where if you buck the system, um, all of a sudden, oh, he's a criminal... Uh, he's a this she's a that Uh, what happened here in Australia this fantastic nation that I was well I am still very proud to be an Australian but I think back to the uh, days of my my teenage years uh, the 90s younger as a younger kid the 80s that world looks nothing like the world we're in right now
1: no, uh, look, there's a lot of love out there in the community, yes. uh, don't get me wrong, mm. but there's very little respect, mm. and the media are a big, uh, you know, I people say to me, oh God, Rod, how do you put up with the media, sticking the cameras, I never run from the media, because at the end of the day, they have a job to do, mm. but often you've got to put them in the round yard and, and uh, take the sting out of their tail, and, and most times, if you respect them, uh, you actually bring the good out of them, so you know i do like to to uh pacify them but i i not to the point where you know well you have to otherwise they put in the most unforeseen photographs like when they take a photograph of you walking out of the court i've even been told by a, a a newspaper a journalist she said if you give us a hard time we'll just put the worst photos in so interesting and and look um and and that's um something that uh you also got to remember it has an effect on the candidate themselves, and an effect on their friends and and people judge, you know, mm. uh, on what ha- it comes out. So Australia has become, I think Australia has always been the tall poppy syndrome. Uh, we do come from a a, a gene pool of um, yes <clears throat> um, convicts. Mm. I think uh, you know you wouldn't have to look too far back to see where I came from, but most convicts. Um, a good character they just um they they are the sort of guys that can lead and they become very successful businessmen so that's how this i mean look where we are sitting right down in in the oldest part of Fremantle. you know that probably bar on the window was where a convict was housed for a while but yeah the point is we are australian um but it doesn't matter who we are individually as long we're all bound to a, a westminster system and we all have a responsibility to hand the baton on to future generations. And I don't want to be a person that sits back. Certainly, as a party leader, and I've um, I was told by Margaret Menzel, who was my former chief of staff, who watched the live show last night, and she was very proud of the candidates that we've we've filled it.
3: Oh, nice.
1: Um, and look, Ben uh, has. You know, no better way that Ben has learnt law by being in and out of the courts. He's on, you know, he's like a (laughs) fox on the run. He's like me. We're under the cab and over the bush and round the tree, but we're dodging bullets. But at the end of the day, we're still running. So that's really what we need to do now. We know what the message is. We've got a great team here and let's just run it home. And um, we can do it. We've got 28 all up. That is a nice little... um, um, way, a payload to go into the Parliament to, for the purpose of coming back under our
0: Commonwealth. 100%. Uh, ben, the first time I met you was outside of Charlie Gardner Hospital. I don't know whether I should have just said that or not, but we were there. You, yep. you, uh, I think, was the person that phoned me to, to come and give you some coverage, or at least it went through somebody else. But you were there to support a man whose wife had just had half of her skull cut out because she caught uh, caught a golden staph infection at the very same hospital. Because he wasn't vaccinated, he wasn't allowed to see his wife. Now, mate, I've been, um, you know, in the circles that we're all running in at the moment, everyone's talks. And the way I understand it, and I, I know you a little now, but I believe that you have a major reputation for going to the assistance of people at the drop of a hat and supporting them and doing everything you can for them. And I think that's very, very admirable. And as Rod said, I mean, what better experience and what better kind of a person to be running for a seat in Western Australia?
3: Yeah, look, Matt, that's true. The first time uh, I met Gary was... uh at the uh, hospital mm-hmm. when he couldn't get in the first that time. was the first event that's yep. correct yeah where he actually did end up getting in because of all of our, our presence and uh being able to explain to the security and the hospital about the legislation and, and the policies that were primarily the five characteristics of an essential visitor um and then the second time because after the first time he was assured that he will never have to go through that again and the head of security gave him his personal details to avoid that But ultimately, when the second time came around, after his lovely wife, unfortunately, got Golden Staff in the hospital Mm. and had to undergo another brain operation, um, he was denied. So, yeah, that's right. Look, I feel for the community. See, something about me is is I I realise and appreciate that you can't really appreciate where someone else is at until you have been in that position. You can't, you know, appreciate that someone's suffering at the hands of injustice in the courts... Until you've been there. Mm. So I'm very passionate about helping my fellow community. And it's not just in the hospitals. It's through all walks of life. Mm. Uh, You know, the other day I I got a phone call and there was a a fellow that was stranded and and didn't know how to change his tyre.
0: I heard about this.
3: So, you know, we we left um, uh, Belia to go to Rivervale so that I could change his tyre for him. He didn't even have a jack. I ended up going down to... Uh, uh,
1: he wasn't a member uh, for another party, was he? <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, no. No, he's a, he's a very fine man. It, he is. He's a lovely man. Well, rumour yeah. tells
1: me that a lot of politicians can't change tyres, neither can judges. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me, but... You know. <laughs> or run
0: water down a
2: hose. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Um, so anyway, Ben, just to wrap that up, um, I believe that some of these uh, noble deeds have landed you in court. Is
3: that correct? Absolutely. Look, mm. um, you know... Helping other people's landed me landed me in in court because uh, it's almost as if uh, the our fine constabulary sometimes don't appreciate regular people helping regular people.
0: They don't, and they often I find don't understand the laws either.
3: Look, um, I've never done the six weeks at law school like they have. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but well said, mate. Look, there is a problem uh, definitely there um, because that they haven't gone gone and, and furthered their education like I believe they should. There's something that we need to rectify. We do have actually, we do have a lot of decent coppers here in the state. We do have mm. a lot of them. We do. Well, we uh, do. Un- unfortunately, of yeah. Unfortunately, there's a minority, and you only ever uh, really hear about the the worst of the worst and mm-hmm. and that's that's part of the part of the problem we do need to uh, you know re uh, educate them on what actually is law how law's law created no that, that uh, you know one, once upon a time i found a video by the parliamentary education, education office mm-hmm. and it's called how a bill becomes law you can still find it on youtube wonderful little video wow mate and it actually states at the end that the bill does not become law until it has received the royal assent mm. that's great So, but then when you bring that up in the magistrate's court...
0: Mm, They don't want to hear about that, do
3: they? Because you're now, you're going from Commonwealth legislation Mm. into this mirror image of, you know, you're in in an Australian state court.
0: Commercial law, is that what we call it? Colour of law. Oh, colour of law is everywhere.
1: You've also got to remember, Ben, uh, don't forget... um, if you go with a good case, you've got to get past the registrar. She's the gatekeeper. But normally when uh, you uh, get in and and, uh, expect a punch back on the nose, you've got an automatic starter. So it gets past, that's a good way of getting around a registrar and getting getting your foot in the door to have a run in the court to, to challenge it. So, you know, Ben's a bit like me. We've we, we go out on the front line. I mean, like I said in an interview outside the Albany Court, I've now gone off to Harvey Norman. The, 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 the journalist said, uh, what, where are you going now? I said, I'm off to Harvey Norman to buy a bigger uh, filing cabinet, a three-draw filing cabinet to house all my summonses. So, <laughs> <laughs> but what it is... Ben, doing, you'll need
0: one of them soon.
1: Yeah, well, he's got a whole filing cabinet and a, and a 40-foot container. Isn't that right? But, um, but anyway... These are ways that you get a start, and once you got a start, you know, then you've got uh, you can play the magistrate, and uh, I love playing the magistrate. I always like the magistrate's court because it's like fishing on light gear, and when the magistrate starts to um, to show signs of weaknesses or whatever, which is like at Kalgoorlie, you raise a notice notice of uh, constitutional. Uh, question and or a matter and then you can do a section 40 direct uplift to the high court it's a it's a one-way passage uh, you know leapfrog so we love but you've got to get a start and what we've been able to do is get starts and you know and then bring the people through and educate and often when uh, I've been to court they try to close down the public gallery uh, one day I went to the court and there was that many security guards in the. There was more security guards in the public gallery than what the public were, and I said, "You guys are here to intimidate." And they go, "No, Mister Cullerton, we come here to learn. This is this is a great show." And I think that day I actually addressed the judge from the public gallery. She said, oh, "I see, Mister Cullerton's come into the court. He's appeared at the court." I said, "No, Your Honour, I'm in the public gallery. Court doesn't start until the um the." the uh, the bench there so yeah so it it is but you know these judges aren't perfect they're public servants and they need a shot over their bow but quietly when you sit down and you actually speak to the Murray spoke to a retired magistrate and retired supreme court judge and a former solicitor general uh, with Howard um, David Bennett he said you're right Rodney a stream can't rise above its source Keep going because at the end of the day, we don't make the law; we just administer it. Mm. If, if you got morons in parliament that are passing things, you know what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to be in neutral. We can't take sides. Yes, it's wrong. You know, maybe we are out of jurisdiction. Not our problem. We're just told to do what we're told to do.
0: Well, gentlemen, you're my kind of you. you you're of the caliber of the of pe, uh, the kind of person who I really like to to hang out with and talk to. Um, Andrew, let's talk a little bit about you, mate. What brought you to the point where you decided to stand up?
2: Okay, thanks for that. Uh, so I started looking into law and legislation uh, back in about 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, also followed, started following Mr Carlton around that time. So uh, hooked up with No Your Rights Group. Uh, that's my corporate name. It's Rodney. Uh, sorry, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh,
0: that's your sovereign name. Yeah, that's yeah. Your
2: sovereign name there. So, uh, yeah, started following the Know Your Rights group, and uh, they got some really great material. So that was that was my background, and started going down that rabbit hole. And I'll uh, tell
0: you what. Can I just stop you there? Yeah. Um, the, the links that you're talking about and Ben, the, the really informative video that you just spoke about. For everyone listening, I would like to put those links in the description after the show so that we can, um, you know, people can reference that. And of course, what I'll do is uh, I'll go home and then upload it as an episode after this as well. So it'll be there for perpetuity and people can uh, can can go and reference that. Yeah, so yeah, please yeah. continue, mate.
2: So, yep. so uh so that was that was my, uh, as I said, the journey down the start of my rabbit hole. Uh, come on board with uh, Rodney after I'd, I'd met him on the last Federal. I met him in Kalgoorlie, him in Wanglu. Yep. And, uh, yeah, decided to uh, approach him about running running for state. So we uh, hooked up with the Go Australian Party then and uh, ran in the background for state. And obviously stepping up for Federal this time around. So... Uh, I'm a miner. Been a miner for 23 years. Righto. So that's just like me, mate. Yep, yep. So I currently work underground. Uh, obviously the uh, vaccine mandates and things have affected me quite heavily. Mm. Uh, got a little injury from it and spent some time off work and then got stood down because I was a medical risk to site. And uh, you know we're still going through that process. So mate, I'm
0: sorry to hear about yeah, that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we'll Don't see. we
0: all know so many people have been injured now? Big time, Quite uh, a, a few in my family. Um, and I found out just the, a couple of days ago about my, it would be my second cousin. So my cousin's daughter, 19 years old, yep. gorgeous girl, yep. um, now got problems with the heart. Yep. And um, um, one of the family members said to me, oh, we think it was from the Pfizer. And I said, do you oh, think so? Really?
2: Yeah.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, anyway, look, we don't need to dwell on that. We're here to talk about you guys. Yep. Um, Rod, what would you like to talk about? What is most on your radar? I know that it's the Constitution, but in terms of what you would really like to tackle in um, outside of that realm, um, there's so many issues on the on the plate at the moment. I mean, we're heading straight into uh, digital identity and a cashless society. Big problems, isn't it? Um, I think it's frightening, and I mean, if you think about it, right, we go cashless, uh, people like us will be at the mercy of the government, they can just go and switch off your bank account. Um, To me, that's a big issue.
1: Look, I have to take it uh, from a senator's point of view, okay? I I can't, that's what I have to focus on. Mm. What is the constitutional role of a federal senator? That is to make sure the laws of the Commonwealth are upheld. So, when we talk about digital identity and all these things, Mm. it it goes nowhere. Um, My job is to fix it, fix the rot and fix the problem. And that can be done very quickly because if all these,
0: it's like. You need to create a new foundation.
1: Well, no, Mm. we need to restore, we need to come back to the foundation that's already there. Mm. You know, we've already got it. It's like I'm looking at this building that would probably outlast this building here, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 50, 100 times over. So we have to come back to what is the foundation law of this country. So Ben is correct. We all, as Australian people, uh, have constitutional guarantees. And if any bill or legislation hasn't received the proper royal assent, it's of no legal effect. And I, I encourage all the listeners to go in... And look up the Constitution, uh, W Constitution Act 1889. Is it WA? Yep, that's the one. Uh, two, three, two, three yeah. go and have a look at that. And uh, you know, here we are with these mandates, digital identities, or whatever. But that—that's more at, at a constitution or a state level. But all laws are subject to the constitution. So you just bring the big tractor out of the shed, you blow the dust off it. I know the majors have had the, you know, the the, the bloody um, the little thirty-five horsepower Massey going out in the paddock forever and a day. We've got the big girl in the shed and uh, everyone knows it's about efficiency and yield. So we keep we keep coming back to oh well this is unlawful and that's unlawful. We 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 get back on in the rut again. What we got to do is get out of the rut and stay out of the rut and that is come under the the laws of the Commonwealth. And that's why my mantra has pushed very heavily. That is the remedy. I can't... If I don't get the Australian people to place us back into a Commonwealth Parliament, there can be no remedy because there is nothing to hang on to. So so it's probably better off um, Ben and Andy being in the House of Reps to say, OK, what are they going to do? Because that's why we've decided to place... uh, the lower house members down there so that we have a, a good team in the in the House of Reps. Uh, obviously, they're putting uh, legislation together and it's got to come up to the High Court of Parliament. So, so I'd rather those guys speak about that because I want to make it very clear to the Australian people and to our followers, I can be a jack of all trades and a master of none. And what I do is I lead this party the best way I feel it should be led and I don't think the boys... Uh, you know the standing ovation last night uh, was very humbling to me, but I, it should also cement in my my um, candidates or the, my support, well, my candidates' mind that they have got a, a good party leader. Okay, and I do, I do. I'm hard, but I'm fair, and the boys will know that they have to do what their constituents tell them to do, and they know that I have to do the retail politics and stick with what I'm doing and, and run the senators of every state. So it's better to ask them, but they, we, you know, we have set up such a great system. I understand, you know, I, I, we developed a, a, an app. People will be able to go to the polls this uh, election day with the how to vote cards on the app, uh, and that will be available. Uh, legislation will be discussed there, and whatever. So let um, you know. It's often I don't do politics on the run or do. Um, you know, our policies on the run. We put our policies, uh, we put our money where our mouth is. We have gone out to the electorate, asked them what they want. Those policies aren't set in stone. We're mm. always improving them and as we develop, and this is what the guys have got to do. They have to listen as a public, if they're elected into the parliament, they're a public trustee. If they like red and the, and the constituents love blue, blue is it. They yep. have, you know, they get a they get a one vote, but if it doesn't get up, so that is the democracy, that is the democratic process, that is the democratic system that we have to come back to. There is nothing in these local governments, Dan Andrews, but we're getting the the police are, are respecting us. They know what jurisdiction they should belong to, and they know that they're out of it. So um, that's what I'm trying to teach my team. So in short. I'll stick with the High Court of Parliament and the law and these boys can uh, go through the policies with that because I support them 100% in the think tank.
0: Right, well, that's so uh, refreshing to hear.
2: Yep. The the biggest thing is our policies, they're all uh, aligned with the Constitution. So mm. they're all subject to it. Exactly right. They're all subject so to anything it. anything that uh, our policies state, yeah, come back to that good book. Look,
0: and, and and I mean... We live in a fluid world, right? Um, there's things going on ar- all around us and within us. You, you can't just go and make one hard and fast rule, which I, I think no. this whole mandate thing's taught us. Uh, the rule of proportionality has not been observed here.
1: But you know what a mandate is, don't you?
0: Well, it's not a law. It's a request.
1: It's a contract. It's a contract. It's a contract between yeah. one party and another. You tell me who's uh, contracted to a mandate.
0: I know I'm not I know my employer wasn't
1: well it's a nonsense and this is where you know this is where this is where the Senate uh, is failing the people mm. it's not the watchdog what we think it is so mm. and it like can't. I said at the presentation last night uh, if the correct you know I, I, I'm not here to rubbish the other parties but it no. was well presented last night that they go look we have to get legal advice whether or not we take the correct contract as per section 42. I'm sorry, you don't get legal advice on. That is a mandatory procedure. If you are chosen by the people of the state, you shall and must take the correct contract, which is your, through your oath or affirmation, pursuant to section 42 to enliven That law, that enlivens the Westminster system in your office. And when they sat there last night saying, we don't know about that or Mm. our party leader doesn't really can, I'm sorry, they won't be representing the people and you'll just be spinning on grass, getting people nowhere. People are fed up and when they talk to GAP, I'm telling you, here's a fact, I'll put this in in a statement, we will get remedy immediately. If we're put into that platform, Mm. I tell you, we'll put it straight back under the Commonwealth.
0: Well, Rod, it's it's the operating manual, isn't it? And the people who don't read the operating manual can't turn on the VCR. Well, Uh, it's the
1: foundation deed of this country. It's the titles. It's Mm. it's, it's what holds. It's what creates Australia. It's what – if you don't have a crown, you don't have a parliament – there's mm-hmm. nothing exists. The crown can only – the crown creates the parliament, mm-hmm. you know. So you've got the crown and you've got the queen. You've got to use the correct queen. It's the queen of the United Kingdom, not some bush-chook called
0: queen of Australia. Yes. Uh, I agree with you. Um, ben, what – after you, mate. Go ahead. I, I see you. you look like you've got something to say, please.
3: <laughs> look, mate, uh, one of the, the things that I, I love about you know, Rod and, and all the GAP candidates and the whole team – Is we all lead by example. Now, right now, none of us are elected into Parliament. I Mm. honestly believe we will be. I do too. The the overwhelming response, absolutely we're going to be. But right now, and as you're well aware, we lead by example. We're out here in the community, helping the community, serving the community, doing what needs to be done in the community. and, And so
0: many people are recognising that, mate. And it's really, really admirable.
3: But my question would be, Where's all the other politicians or perspective, uh, you know, prospective politicians? Hey, mate, um,
0: it's not lost on me. I've been at all of the protests. Where are they? You guys are there. Uh, the Fed Party are there. I've been on all of the rallies. I've interviewed, I believe, all of you um, on the marches, but I've never seen any of the majors there, you know, uh, some of them, not many of them, come out and say yes, yeah, so we support the freedom of of the right to choose and all that, but they don't represent. Yep, okay. You're right. It's disgusting, um, guys. Let's talk about the Tick Alliance.
3: Yep, Tick Freedom.
0: Tick Freedom. Yep, what on. an what an initiative.
1: That's a that was um, created after Cadk. That hmm. that was a co-op um, clone. That was. Uh, it wasn't that with that other Freedom uh, Alliance?
3: Look, uh, I believe Tick Freedom did come about after CADCO. Yes, but um, that,
1: um, who was the gentleman that was uh, got behind that? that old um, Anyway, sorry.
0: No, don't worry about that. Um, let, tell us all about Tick Freedom for the listeners that don't know about it. I, I, I kind of would suggest that they probably do already, but people are going to be listening to this later on. I want everyone to really understand what tick freedom is, number one, and what CADCO is, number two.
3: Great question. So tick freedom is, uh, well, let's go through CADCO first. CADCO okay. is three uh, separate parties Great Australian Party, Australian Federation Party, and Informed Medical Options Party. IMOP. IMOP, yep. And uh, we are all under an MOU or Memorandum of Understanding to do certain things, mm. okay, which is all freedom-based and about the restoration of our rights, our freedoms, uh, you know, free from uh, governmental intrusion. Now, uh, that's CADCO or the Commonwealth of Australia Democratic Cooperative. Yes, okay? I love that word cooperative. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cooperatives mm. have always worked. They have
0: always worked. They're all about community. Hey, you know what, Um, just to interject, um, I've said to a few of the people that I've been um, interacting closely with over the last few months and um, talking about alternate media and all that sort of thing, and I've made the point that if you wanted to form a company and go down that line, what in the hell have we learnt? Anything that we, I mean, I, I think people really need to start coming back to this concept of a cooperative where we work together in the community to, ch- to achieve the things that we want to achieve that are going to make our lives better, not take away from our lives. And this corporation garbage just strips everything away from us. It does, yeah. Yep, yep.
3: Um, so, mate, please continue. So, Tick Freedom is uh, a whole bunch of separate parties. Um, do you want me to name the parties? Please, tell us what you know about it. All right, so it's the Freedom Cooperative, Australian Federation Party, Australian Christians, RDA or Reignite Democracy, Liberal Democrats, IMOP, as we just uh, established before, the Great Australian Party, uh, DLP, the Australian Values Party, and... uh, Just speak into your mic, mate. Sorry, mate. And the uh, Australia Project. Now, the main difference between uh, CADCO And tick freedom is there's no mou in place there's yes we've all got the same goal we've got the same or similar ideas and we want to or we at least advocate that we want to head in that general direction but there is no substance there's no glue there's no bond there's nothing that says hey this is the way we're all progressing together side by side yeah so ultimately uh with tick freedom yes we're all freedom based parties but we can shoot off in eight different directions.
0: Yep. Whereas. It's kind of like a code of conduct, right?
3: Well, no, the code of conduct would be more of CADCO. CADCO, yeah. Because of course. we've got the memorandum of understanding that, hey, we're all agreeing and, and signing to walk this general, uh, well, not general, more of a specific walk with certain codes. Yes. That we're, we're all going to uh, obtain and achieve. Uh, whereas tick freedom. There, there is none of that. Yes, we're freedom-based parties, or, or that's the way we're portraying ourselves, or everyone is. Um, but at the end of the day, any one of those parties, without you know formally executing uh, any document to say this is what we're doing and this is the agreement that we're you know basically the contract that that uh, dictates what we are going to do. There's just none of that on the tick freedom. So as much as I support tick freedom, I think it's fantastic. Um, because it's allowing the freedom, the, the main freedom-based parties to, uh, uh, to get out there and get exposure. Mm. But th- there's just nothing there that, that stops us from, uh, from drifting mm. in any yep. other direction. Whereas CADCO, we, we are locked in, you know, and it's, uh, th- there's no way out of that. We have said and put it on paper and signed that this is what we're doing for the people This is the direction we're going in and we cannot waver.
0: And this is what we desperately need, right? Because without working together, we're not going to achieve the kinds of things that we need to in the time that we needed to. And I, I, yeah, I feel like time's running out. let me tell you
1: this, okay? Because I was the founder of CADCO. And the reason for a co-op is because they work well. I can tell you right now that... Uh, meetings are held with the party leaders of IMOP and Australian Federation Party uh, to whereby those leaders, we keep our own manifesto as a political party and we don't influence uh, one party from the other. But we all are prepared to walk under a Commonwealth mateship and that's come back under the Commonwealth, all our candidates sign up under section 42 of the constitution. So that's a big plus. So we're we, we've got good Commonwealth allies going in to, uh, to get the job done. So uh, do does Tick Freedom uh, have that uh, weekly meeting or um, interaction with the party leaders of those parties? No, it doesn't. I do believe uh, Tick Freedom uh, took off on a great idea of CADCO. I always used to question myself, why would they want us... Create something different as a tick freedom. Why don't they come under the MOU to Cadco? Mm. Why do you need to to confuse people? So, Agreed. Cadco is the pedigree. Cadco, you're speaking to the founder of Cadco. Uh, any person could ring up IMOP, um, Mike O'Neill, or Glenn O'Rourke from Australian Federation Party, and they can say that we've been having, which is unprecedented. Uh, we asked even Ricardo Bossi to come under CADCO, he told us to bugger off. We asked Clive Palmer, uh, Craig Kelly to come under CADCO, told us to bugger off. I, I think it's it's disappointing. You either are a Freedom Party or you're not a Freedom Party. How may you be a Freedom Party if you're not prepared to come under the rights of, of our rights and freedoms under our rule of law called the Commonwealth Constitution Act 1900? So... You know, I, I just don't want anyone out there, in a sense, politically prostituting something, and that's taking nothing. I hope they're all good, but certainly I, as a party leader, and I'm sure I'm up in Australian Federation Party, we don't have any control over what that does, and, and our, our name was, or our party was put on there uh, simply because we stand for freedom. So, um, it like I said, it's not the pedigree.
0: Right, as an outsider... And as I've I've stated many times to many people, I, I lost complete confidence in the Australian political system. Uh, let me tell you that you're healing me um, with CADCO.
1: Well, I'd like you to heal me because i got a few uh, <laughs> bumps and bruises.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, mate. We all have, but what makes, What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, we're all a lot stronger right now than we ever mm. have been. Mm.
1: Look, we just don't want to bullshit anyone. Yeah, I'm not in. You know, people say to me, "Oh, Rod, Rod, look, I'm not here for another. Tw- well, I hope I'm here for another twenty years, but I'm not here in politics for another twenty years. I yeah. want to do the. I know what has to happen. The team knows what's got to happen. Let's stop mucking around and dive in the pool. Every, you know, all these guys. It's, the best way to describe a, a current politician is he sits in the the change room, he puts all these bats and pads and, you know, he looks the million dollars, but he's too frightened to walk out and face the ball at the crease. You know, our guys are prepared to go out there with no helmet and just face the ball. That's
0: a great point. What is going on here where it, it seems like no one wants to make a decision on anything? If, you know what I'm saying, right? It's it's all this tiptoeing around the subject to finally we land somewhere because they can't
1: and Coming australia is controlled by foreign power there is no question if you are not under the rule of your law then you are being dictated by foreign power that our law does not recognize the commonwealth constitution act does not recognize the laws of australian laws it just does not exist so a politician sitting you know, I triggered off Section 44. I put the Queen back in the High Court, although they put the Queen of Australia back in there. Mm. They prevented me from going back to Parliament. I'm going back there to finish a job with our team, and that is the constitutional role of a federal senator. Now, you either find a spine. You know, people say to you, uh, well, you know, won't you be upsetting the apple cart? I'm sorry. That is my sworn constitutional duty without fear or favour. I don't want to be a hero here. But it's to put the message, the true message, because I'm sick of the bullshit. Bullshit does not work and does not walk in, in Australia.
2: Mate, okay, couldn't agree more. I guess the biggest thing is, you know, we hear this thing about treason all the time. Uh, the, the government's committed treason. Mm. Under Australian law, they haven't. Yeah. Under Commonwealth law, they have. Yeah. And running, treason this, is
0: rife right yep. now. Well, Uh, under
2: Australian law, no, because they haven't taken the
0: correct contract. That's right. But for people like me, and I guess for people like you, uh, Rod, obviously you've got great experience, but for us three here, uh, when all this kicked off uh, the mandate business and, 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 and indeed just COVID in general, one of the first things I did was I started looking up the legislation (laughs) <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I mean, you're talking about thousands of pages of documentation. Yep. Uh, it took me about five minutes to confirm all of my my theories. And uh, particularly when you get into um, yeah things like uh, the Biosecurity Act of 2015, but really anywhere you look, uh, you can see that uh, we, the people, are getting screwed.
2: Oh, big time time Yeah, time. I mean, you look at you look at the traffic laws. You know, apparently we got what hundred thousand, two hundred thousand criminals in each state per year that are committing crimes. Well, you know that doesn't wash. Mm. Let's have Can a. Can expand have, on that a little bit? Well, let's have a look at the laws and and change it. Mm. You know, if we've got two hundred three two or three hundred thousand people breaking the law a year, obviously there's something wrong with the law. You know. Okay, can,
0: let's expand on that, that a little bit. What? Tell me what you're talking about. So you're talking about like speeding fines and things yeah, like that?
2: Yeah, well, generally, yeah, traffic fines, mm. yep. So if you've got two or 300,000 people breaking that, that so-called law of a year, well, it's not a problem with the people out there. Well, it's, it's plenty revenue raising, mate. Um, I
0: remember being a young bloke, and like all young blokes, we, we do things that we shouldn't. Uh, and I remember many times getting caught by the cops. And I, I'm not saying that I've done anything bad. I'm talking about, you know, just, you Know, maybe a little bit of drink driving or whatever yep. being a lad being a lad and uh back in those days the coppers were part of your community I had discretion and they had discretion i mean if you were way out off 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 the hook yeah you're going to end up in the paddy wagon yep. but generally what it was, was it was a discussion to point out to you where you've gone wrong and what you needed to do next and um, if you agreed to that, they are right out on your bike, mate. And um, if I catch you out here again tonight, you're you're done. Yep. And you, me, and your father are going to sit down and have a chat. It was always that way. Now it's just right thousand buck fine.
2: Yeah, exactly right. You're a yeah.
0: criminal. You've got a record. Yeah. That uh, there's no way forward with a, an attitude and an approach like that. Is there?
3: Well, the the issue is. Uh these days, I mean, back then, we, or the general community, respected the police. They did. And they had integrity, okay, flat out. Now, but they were police
1: officers back then, not police workers.
3: Yep. And they would have yeah, sworn the correct oath too. But the, mm. uh, the other thing is, uh, how do you respect a speed camera? You know, well, <laughs> how much integrity does a, does a molten over hold?
0: Uh, mate, um, how are we? we're going into the age of robotics. Uh, there are countries already putting robots on the streets. Uh, what in the frig is going to happen then if we don't stop this soon?
3: Well, look, there's already so much law in this country that nobody knows the law. Yes. And that's why you have specialist lawyers. You know, one lawyer can't do it every field or category anymore because uh, you have to specify which... Which know, do a,
0: a society is so damn complicated. Right. Um, you know what? I one of the things that shits me royally is that um, at, at tax time, oh. and <laughs> I'm like, hang on a minute! I've just worked my butt off all year. Um, I was a fly and fly out worker, right, mate? I would have easily done five hours at a minimum on my days off. Yep. Yep. Um, every single break. Yep. And uh, I would have the general manager of the mine site, other department managers calling me and going, mate, uh, I know you're off at the moment, but we really need this. And I always did it. And then it gets to the end of the year and I've got to start spending huge amounts of money to have someone do it for me. Or if I wanted to do it myself, it's quite the effort you need to make. And I'm thinking to myself, hang on, is the government paying me to do this?
2: No. No. Oh, you're volunteering your time, you know? You're volunteering your money and
0: you're volunteering your time. Well, everything's a volunteer now, isn't it? Like, and voluntary, and I don't um, mind that to an extent because we all want to help our fellow man. To a point, To a point, but when it's becoming, when you're being abused, and I mean, we're just picking on that subject. There's so many that we could talk about. Uh, Andrew, what's something about your common life that you are sick to death of?
2: Well, don't get me started on taxes. obviously being a minor, it's a mm. uh, it's a real big oh, yeah, we, it's, it's yeah. a real big issue for me, but uh, mm. we do have a plan for that. So uh, yeah. Do you do you want happen.
0: government to get the heck out of your life?
2: Uh big time, big time. But uh, the problem for me is we treat government like mum and dad these days, you know. Anything goes wrong, uh we run into government for a handout.
0: Everyone's wrapped it, up in a little like a, in a little bloody plastic wrap bubble yep thing.
2: Yep, yep, definitely.
0: Yeah. What about you, mate, Ben? What about me? What do you, what do you most want um, to change about your common life? Like I'm, I'm talking about uh, something that everyone out there could refer or, or, or relate to.
3: Look, I, I don't know if there's um, something that everybody could relate to, but I'm certainly passionate about a lot of things.
0: I know. You <laughs> We've established <laughs> yeah. that already, mate.
3: You know, I, I'm, I'm passionate about reformation of the law the quality mm. of justice. Mm. Like I said earlier, you know, you can't appreciate the injustice that happens in court until you've experienced it. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, there's so many things. that. At what point do we decide that the government has no right to intrude on our own life? And I'm talking about they have the, you know, like right now they have the, the, uh, the, the, or the perceived authority to tell us when we must inject something into our body. I'm all about the democratic freedom of choice,
0: mate. Um, I'm all about informed consent. Is my right, not my damn obligation.
3: Absolutely, yeah, hear, hear. Yeah. you know, um, human rights can never be suspended. I mean, the constitution states that uh, it can't be suspended even in cases of wartime. So, we are off the track. We're off the track in but a big way. We're we also, you know, we know where we're the uh, where the bumps are, and we know how to get back on the track. You know, we know how to put the prop back on the motor so we can get back to shore.
0: And with Rod in the Senate, we, we're we working towards that.
1: Yeah, I, I think the best incentive is what we've got to bring back to all Australian people. An incentive, we've got to support small business, we've got to get production going, we've just got to get back to the Australian values and rights and, and um, you know, I kid you not, when Australian people succumb to a uh, an alleged demand or an unsolicited demand from an Australian government, that's that's uh, that's when we do lose our sovereignty. If you're being, if your government's telling you to do something, then you're no longer sovereign. We have to remember we are the authority, and uh, but we can only be the authority. Under the very foundation law that was granted to us at federation, see, so I'll keep coming back to that. That is the, the anchor to what we have to do, and um, we just can't float out at sea with a you know with a broken rudder. So we must come back, put the link back in the anchor chain, and hang on to the port because that's we've drifted away from it, and uh, and that's what I you know that is my constitutional sworn duty. And I say it again, I will do it without fear or favour, get Australia back for the Australian people. And the only way I can do that is to go back and reset uh, the jurisdiction of the um, Senate to make sure it comes under the law of the Commonwealth. And then I can use the Constitution to uh,
3: pretty much put a yard broom through the whole lot. And then once that... Thank you. Once that happens, a lot of the uh, so-called law uh, you know, will fall away. Mm. There you is know, no be- law. But that, that's right, because it won't, you know, uh, it won't sit within the parameters of the constitution. So it's called
1: retrospective. Well, you could actually call it Latin nunc "pro tunc," now for then. Uh, now for then, pull in your uh, retrospective legislation, which is through your Interpretation Act. So if you can always bring back any act and um, get rid of the royal styles and title, and it's the. The, um, what is it, the Repeals Amendment Act, 1973. Yep. You know, the Australian Federal Police. Who's the Australian Federal Police? They're supposed to be the Commonwealth Federal Police. Who's the Australian Taxation Department? supposed to be the Commonwealth Taxation Department. You know, uh, just take, let's, let's put back the Commonwealth <laughs> and, hey, and um, remove Australia. You've <laughs> just raised
0: a thought in my mind. Uh, you know, one of the things that really upset me was, uh, as a, just a regular Aussie bloke, I, when I learnt that uh, Australian border security is a company that we outsource to.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be Commonwealth border security.
0: Mate, um, so many people don't understand that. Now, I, at the time, um, I had a, a, a sort of a little tiny friendship with, a, with this girl who was a lawyer. She's a very, very smart lady. One of these uh, high-achieving uh, kind of people. And I brought it up with her, and then she started trying to tell me that, oh no, there's nothing wrong with that. So you've got to be kidding. Mm. And then, um, and I said, and by the way, I've just found out that you know, this Australian department and this Australian dep- and all these services Australia, this none of it—they're all private companies.
2: Yeah, they are. yeah. yeah. Mm. Yep. That,
0: that disturbs that, me, and I don't think a lot of, I don't think many people understand
2: that. Yep, yep. I mean, they don't tie back to anywhere. Don't tie back to our foundation laws or our foundation departments, hmm. and know, that's that why we have no created. revenue
1: in Australia because all that gets milk all our revenue gets milked out overseas, to offshore. Yeah, and um, you know, and our poli- look at look at Andrew Robb from the Liberal Depa- uh, Liberal Party, right? When I was hot favourite to go on Four Corners, I've been on every TV program you can, or not every program, but every channel. Hmm. But uh, Caro from Four Corners said to me, "Can you do a Four Corners uh, show?" I said, "Yeah." On one provision, so what's that? And I said, "You expose Andrew Rob from the Liberal Party." <laughs> well, he did the Trans-Pacific Partnership, mm. and he was the one responsible for leasing out the Darwin Port. Do you know what he gets a a, a, a month sitting on the board of directors of the um, of that uh, Chinese company?
0: What just under ni- hundred twenty? No,
1: about a, just under ninety thousand a month. Plus, he's getting a parliamentary pension. Not, not a bad bloke for a bloke that became a public servant. Not bad, bad if you sell mate? your
0: soul, is it? Yeah. Um,
1: and that's what you do when you enter the majors. You know, the yep. good thing about these guys, I've handpicked them. They are rare commodities. They've got a heart on their sleeve and they really want their country back. We haven't had to brush their hair for them, clean their teeth, do all the bloody, you know, the nose wipes and all that. I've got them. They're bright-eyed, bushy table, uh, tail and they're ready to go.
0: Well, guys, I'm extremely honoured to be sitting here with you because of, um, because of that. Uh, and so th- this raises the next question for me. How are we going to get this message through to the Australian people? How are we going to motivate them to start opening their eyes and, and learning these things for themselves? Uh, how are we going to get everyone to understand that the Australian Federal Reserve, is that how you call it, is it the other way around, um, there's nothing to do with Australia? I mean, I, I'll never forget, uh, I, I've known this for a very long time, but I'll never forget, uh, I think it was Wayne Swan, when he was the Treasurer, uh, on TV saying, I strongly, re- I strongly urge the Australian Federal Reserve to lower interest rates. And I'm sitting there thinking, of course you strongly urge them to because you don't have any power over them. That, to me, uh, is frightening.
2: Yeah, big time, big time. <laughs> um,
0: how are we going to pay back this national debt? Oh,
1: yeah. There is no debt. That's what I said last night. It's, yeah. a, it's an Australian government debt. It's not a Commonwealth Parliament debt. It's not a debt to the common, common people of Australia. But let me tell you this. Um, we need the message to answer uh, what what you are saying. How do we get the message out there? Each of our candidates needs 16% of the vote to get in. So our message by doing um, you know podcasts like this and social media and getting out and pressing the flesh down the street is our way of getting the message out. That's the best we can do. We're not like a Clive Palmer, but you don't need to be a Clive Palmer and put all the... The uh, pledges out there and cost you, you know, in excess of eighty million. If if you believe that, so you don't need that. So what we need to do is make sure that we've covered the sixteen percent through uh, the messages, and then the balance is lead by example. So get in there, lead by example, and then it's the same thing. You know, how did you stop uh, the police, um, you know, from mandating or or putting a prohibition up at? uh, on the alleged border, when it's a political limitation, I mean, every federal senator knows that we don't have borders. We have, well, we do have borders at 12 miles out to sea. So it's like doing the live streams, of putting that into a better, better platform, and that's the Senate and getting results. And people will come because they'll be the beneficiaries of those results straight away. Once you come back under your law, no one, no one, everyone's entitled to the to the uh, prophets of this great nation. There'll be no homeless people. There'll be no mothers living in cars out in truck bays. It's just disgraceful. And yet, here's these, um, Mark McGowan. What's he just um, bought another house in Jutland Parade and he's got um, young mothers with children living in uh, cars in truck bays. And I know that because I get around in the coach. It's just absolutely disgusting. And, it, and it's got to stop. And it will stop. It will stop. Because these, these boys are not going to muck around in the little league. I've I've got them. Yeah, they had a little taste of the of the state. Yeah, you know, it's like playing, you know, junior footy. We're going to the AFL league and that's the federal senate and let's get them and let's get our law and bang them and hit them and that's what we're going to do. Fair game. Fair we're not here to you know to point the finger. We know everyone knows. We don't need to convince the Australian public. We just need they just need to get behind us as a great team to run on the oval and start kicking the goals because we, can, we are good goal kickers, but they don't register on the scoreboard if you're outside the boundary line. So mm. the Australian people need to vote us in so we can run in through the interchange bench and get on there and start kicking the goals for them and registering, the, registering on
3: the board. And that's mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But back to how you said we're going to uh, get the message across.
0: Mm.
3: Everyone's hurting right now. That's, that's my experience. I'm, I'm out there every day talking to people. I do the flyer drops myself. And, you know, the number of people that have said to me, you know, I say, oh, that's me on the flyer. And you're delivering them yourself. I tell them, this election is way too important to me to run the risk of paying, you know, some kids to to deliver them into people's letterboxes and having them end up in the bin.
0: Mate, my observation of yourself and a few of the other guys who have been out there pounding the streets and... Speaking to the people is that when I speak to you guys now, and I particularly noticed this with one of the uh, Fed party candidates, uh, so much there's so much maturity there in a short amount of time, and that's what we really, really need. Is and that's I think that's how you're going to cut your teeth is actually by speaking to the people,
3: absolutely hands on,
0: what, yep, hands on. Hands on, uh, Andrew. How is your uh, your run going?
2: Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yep. So we have got most of our flyers out the door, which is great. Um, we've had a fairly good support of volunteers down Rockingham Way and uh, Singleton, etc. So that's been great.
0: What's the response been from the public to you? To Gap, to Gap, we've, and yourself. Well, we've got I mean, a lot. Of,
2: we've got a lot of followers in the community. So yep. hopefully that turns into votes for us and. Um, yeah, we get over the line, so, but we are in a predominantly Labour environment down at uh, uh, yep, Rockingham, down Rock- you know, Rocky, Bram, yeah. so they all love Mark McGowan down there, mm. and uh, as I said, it's uh, it's hard to to turn off the uh, rusted on Liberal, or well, I should say Labour voters that uh, love Mark, but we're slowly bringing them onto our side, so, you know.
0: I think the common people have a lot of questions that aren't haven't been answered and I think that's part of what's going to wake them up. Yep. Um, I do believe that we're in a time of change, obviously. But, um, you know, I, I, I've looked a little bit into history. I'm, I'm quite into archaeology and all that sort of stuff. But um, uh, the American Civil War uh, only had 3% of the population participate in that war and I've got a funny feeling that for our cause, our freedom cause, we're already at that three percent, right? Do you I'll have any, com- you, Rod? What do you say about that? What, where do you think we are right now in this journey towards reinstating the constitution? If you were to sort of, you know, put put some brackets around it, what, what point are we at?
1: Uh, at a very good a point of crisis, and I, I do believe, uh, in effect, uh, GAP is the can of CRC, and that's being sprayed on a lot of these mm. rusted-on voters, uh, Labor and Liberal, and certainly I think after last night's presentation, I mean, you'd be embarrassed to be a Labor voter now, oh, wouldn't, wouldn't you? you? So mm-hmm. they well, can see what the, the under, them, underlying culture has been. But... They all are saying, you know, I've had a lot of people come up to me and, and said, look, I've been labour all my life, and I'm not voting for them. I've been liberal all my life, and I look, I was a national voter all my life, and you know, our Rick Wilson and and even our local bloke um, uh, Peter Rundle, I mean, they couldn't run out of sight on a dark night with a miner's headlamp. So, <laughs> I I I just you know the whole the whole. The whole landscape has changed now, and I believe Gap has been very instrumental. Um, certainly, taking the Australian people on a live journey, raw, so they know that you know it could go either, either way. And I think they're out there seeing it, they're seeing all these, and they're seeing the pain to a lot of people. And and you can't be a proud um, major party voter and walk down your local uh, shopping you know, like your cafes and all that and see all the... I mean, how could you honestly be a, a, a rusted-on Labour voter a rusted-on major party voter and walk down Hay Street Mall and be proud to see all the shops shut or London Court, it's all shut down, or the Carillion all boarded up, uh, come down part of Fremantle. Oh, I was going to you're say Fremantle. Yeah, you know, you're battling to find a restaurant. How could you be proud with all these people unemployed, all the, the, the local businesses all going broke? You know, people have a crack at me saying I'm bankrupt. I said, mate, you're bankrupt too. Why is that? Because I said, if they called on the, the national debt, which you claim is 1.3, which is not our debt, but if they did, can you pay it? No, well then we're all bankrupt, aren't we? The whole country's bankrupt.
0: I was going to say to that earlier. We just we sort of we moved on, but I was going to say, I know how we pay back our national debt. We all pull out our empty jam jars out of the cupboard and hand them over. Put the, that, that's put the it, lid on. And there, hand there is them no over.
1: national debt to the Commonwealth people. Yep, and that's the whole point. It's an Australian government that's operated under you know under a scheme that uh, has completely removed itself from the foundation law. How is that our debt? You know, this treasury just gets in there and spends all this money. I mean, Josh Freinenberg, I mean, it'd take 10 cans of CRC to start that guy. And, you know, it... it um, and <laughs> a know, kick in the ass. Oh, you know, but honestly, the, the, the guy is not, you know... Even he skimmed a bullet. He's not sitting pursuant to laws of the Commonwealth. I mean, none of them are in there. That's why I want the Australian Federal Police. I'm encouraging the Australian Electric Commission. No, the Australian Electric Commission only became the Australian Electric Commission in 1983 or something. They're only just new kids on the block. Well, hang on a minute. Hey, um, you know, do you have powers, prerogative powers, back to to our foundation law? Or oh, you know, it all gets a bit murky. So we're over the nonsense, we're over the bullshit, and I'm over the bullshit. You know, I'm not going nice. to waste my time again. To the point, either Australians get up, Australians get up, give us a go. What do you got to lose? Nothing nothing. They've got nothing to lose because I've lost everything now. So let's just keep going because this won't be the place that I want to be, have my future children live in. I- I'm sorry, please well, right be a proud now. Australian. I am not a proud Australian. And seeing how our corporate banks, um, you know, attacked our great farmers and how they just want to get rid of all our farmers, our dairy, you know, people's cattle's um, dying of thirst and, the, and these bullshit politicians saying they own all the rights to the water it's going right past the boundary fence where, you know, if they cut a hole, the, the, the cattle could start drinking. Who the hell do these people, Barnaby Joyce, he needs to get, you know the good thing about, well, there's no good thing about Barnaby Joyce, but I can tell you this, Barnaby Joyce, as an agriculture minister, he sits there with an akubra hat, I'll guarantee you one thing, that man would not know which end of a sheep ate grass.
0: What, what, yeah, what a freaking fraud. I hate people that, that go and try to trick everyone by wearing a pink sweater or a bloody akubra hat, you yeah. know what I mean? It's sickening. Um, and what's don't he start done me what's on he that done?
1: subject? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. You know, but he was all, you know, scratching the back of the big boys in the the Murray River Dowling, you know, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And, and I uh, challenge
0: anyone listening if you're not uh, familiar with what Rod's talking about, go and have a look at it because it'll make your blood boil. It's certainly, you started talking about that just then and I started having flashbacks. I mean, there's been times where I've been so angry with things, I've thrown, thrown things at my TV, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, uh you know let me say this um movie stars have got nothing on you guys because this is where it's at we are if we're going to save our humanity it's not going to be through bloody whoever these drop kicks are that are on the tv giving their giving us their opinions about what we should do in our life or you know what i'm sick of i'm sick of being lectured about, um, oh, you you people, you spit out too much carbon dioxide and then they all go over to their big meetings in their private jets. Mm. <laughs> Disgusting.
2: Nah. Nah. Well, nah. I mean, let's have a look at reality. The sun's expanding every year. It's going to heat up the earth.
0: Well, mate, well, everything's in an ebb and flow. Show me, I mean, a, poli-
2: show me a policy that's going to block out the sun. Mm. And, that, you know, let's talk.
0: But you know what? There's just so many people out there that just haven't decided that they wanted to become a little bit more informed and it wouldn't matter what subject it was. Yep. I, I don't understand that. I un- Look, I understand it to the point where, you know, you're, you're a teenager, you become a young adult and it's all about this exciting world and I'm going to get drunk and, and sleep with as many people <laughs> as I can kind of thing. And that's the reality, right? Um, but then you, you, you mature a little bit and you start wanting to investigate into things and you become a, a real adult, so many people don't go through that phase of life. They uh, stay stuck. Yep. Definitely. And and um, and I feel sorry for them, I really do, because it's a fantastic world out there and there's so many things to learn about. Um, there's so many inspiring things horrifying um intriguing things to know about but no they sit there and they tune into the footy match every afternoon and then they go and read about their sports players who took a pill of ecstasy yeah, yeah. but you know. I,
3: I think that you're uh, you're forgetting something that uh, mm. in the eyes of a lot of people you know ignorance truly is bliss you're you know, right there, mate. And, and, and it's it's scary once you open your eyes.
0: Mate, I went through a period when I started really understanding what was going on, and I'd say this is about 15, 16 years ago, I went through a period of about six months where I think I, was, I would say deeply depressed because I started to really understand what was going on in the world, and I did. I was scared. But instead of like, running away and hiding, I thought, no... I'm going to start talking about this, yep. and I became. Gotta and let it out. And I became you- Andrew the conspiracy theorist.
1: Well, I, it's, it's like not a bad label. You just got to. I wear it with a yeah. B- you got to let it out. Yeah, and um, and uh, speak from a bloke that's uh, quite experienced with it because I've I've had a lot of headwinds in my my time, but uh, you just got to keep releasing it, getting it out of your system, and, mm. and dealing with it. And uh, I think, I mean, we touched on this uh, the other night, but look, our our main Ethos at the party is the protection of families and the people, and uh, the Australian people. And uh, like I keep saying, the only way we can do that is is come back to where they have a true government and have a, a government that uh, holds their authority uh, as out front. And uh, that's all we do. So look, we're ready to um, to challenge it. If people are prepared to give Great Australian Party a go, I can guarantee them every every. Um, fellow or our candidates have all taken up an MOU They've, they've uh, as under the candidacy form. And also I want to also say to your listeners that Great Australian Party is the first party to actually go out and do memorandum of understanding with the tribal elders. Uh, we travel right up through to the Northern Territory uh, to whereby I've, I was uh, invited to their law councils, which is unprecedented. Um, they really like what we're doing and uh, they're prepared to put their differences aside and also come along as Australians and walk alongside of us under a Commonwealth mateship. So both them in the Northern Territory in Western Australia have done memorandum of understandings right up through Tiwi Islands, Thursday Islanders. Uh, they really get behind what we're doing. So, you know, just give us a go. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, uh, yeah.
0: Mate, I think that's a wonderful point to, to close the show. Um but Gentlemen, I'd like to get your final comments. Ben, take it away, mate. What would you like to say before we 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 end this?
3: Um, I'd really like to say just a a thank you to the community, uh, all the all the uh, support that uh, we've received, uh, and and the, especially the volunteers. You know, I couldn't do what I'm doing out there every day without the volunteers. Yep. There's no chance, and uh, I think that, that appreciation is not shown enough these days and uh, you know I've really got to say thank you to them because without the the team of people behind me and it's the same with the team at GAP and and supporting and helping each other there's no way that any one of us could do what we're doing without you know having you know someone having your back so just you know thanks to you for uh, having us on the show thanks to everyone out there who's listening thanks to everyone who's helping us go GAP
0: go GAP Andrew
3: yeah I'd have to second that look volunteers are Pivotal to what we're
2: doing out there, so we can't get our message out without them. So, thanks, guys. Everybody that's been involved with the uh, brand movement down there for Gap, you know, you're fantastic. So, thanks for that, mate. Right.
0: Rod, what
1: would you like to say? Uh, just to respect that, uh, I have been in the Senate, uh, I'm the first, I guess, politician to come and really um, express myself how it works, and, and um, you know, I can give a lot more, and with the experience, so. There hasn't been a lot of federal senators since Federation, um, but I was one of them and um, I'm prepared to take that experience and that knowledge that the people put me there uh, because I went in for the right reasons. I didn't go in there because I'd been chosen by the majors or, you know, had my nose wiped and so forth. I went in there uh, because I wanted to stick it up the banks. I wrote the terms and reference Uh, to the Royal Commission, um, you know, and passed them successfully on the House on the 1st of December 2016. And, um, you know, that was all empowered by the Royal Commission Act of 1902, which required the Great Seal of the Commonwealth, uh, which uh, the Attorney-General's office said had been removed. So when I went to Malcolm Turnbull's office, I said, "Uh, we've got a problem about the Royal Commission. He said, what's that? And I said, well, you're the Prime Minister of the Australian Government. He said, that's correct. And I said, well, the prerogative power, or certainly the uh, discretionary power that comes from the Prime Minister has to be the Prime Minister of the Commonwealth of Australia. And that's why Malcolm Turnbull came out and said, we're not having a Royal Commission or go for million, because he wasn't the Prime Minister to call it. So, so I'm just telling you, they are the, that's the law, that's the facts... Um, If anyone wants to challenge me, I'm very happy to an open forum and challenge. Bring the law that shows to the contrary and I'll uh, welcome it with open arms. But until that's done, which I've had five years, including my former party leader and Malcolm Roberts, who came out the other day and forced and actually said publicly that we're in a republic. Well, you know, come on, Australia. All the signs are there. Gap's home. Gap's going to get you home. Put your faith in us and just give us a go. Go Gap.
0: Well, with that... I'd like to thank all three of you uh, for your grit, number one, and but most importantly, your passion. That's what we, I feel that we're really lacking is passion. And if people think I'm talking about kissy-kissy, you're a freaking moron, go and look it up <laughs> because th- that's what's going to make the freaking change. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you for being on my show. And uh, I really look forward to following you through the election. Best of luck. I believe you deserve it. And I believe there's a lot of other people out there in the freedom movement that deserve um, a, a bit of a win in this upcoming election. And I'm certainly going to make every effort to give all of the freedom parties a platform as well. Thank you. So. Thanks. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you.